Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, welcome you to the Salmon Trout Steelheader Podcast. I'm here with a couple of friends of mine, as well as appreciators of steelhead, the species that so many of us consider number one. But I'm going to go ahead and ask that question here, first of all. I've got Keith Johnson with me. I've got Lael Paul Johnson. However, I don't believe there's any relation. Pretty common last name. Um, and if there is, it's steelhead related. So, Amen. Amen. Amen, amen from Keith. <laughs> amen from Lael. So, first question I'm going to ask you, Lael, is it steelhead or is there another species that has your heart, number one? That's it, man. That's it? Uh, keeps me going every day. Keeps you going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. From how long? uh honestly man when i i'm I'm from kansas and i I really didn't know about steelhead um until i got into my uh uh early 20s but when i found out about this fish and i found out what it did and uh what it goes through to get through the rivers that i'm able to go to there's nothing else that really made sense to me but other than chase these fish absolutely and you've made a career of it yeah um you've had some incredible opportunities including some coming up that uh, yeah i heard about here um but back in kansas did you have a, have a passion for fishing itself or was that something that kind of came to uh, you when you came here i've been fishing since i was a, a young kid man four or five years old and you know in kansas we don't have steelhead but of uh, course yeah. you know i got a uh, bass and crappie and catfish but uh i was able to you know you watch public television like when I was a kid and just looking at some of the wild rivers and the forests that the Pacific Northwest has, like I was able to see, you know, something that really interested me. Like my 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 true idea of fishing, no disrespect for bass fishermen, mm-hmm. um, was looking for s- salmon at the time because I really didn't know about steelhead. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, you know, was interested in this fish, but it was it was more about like the location where this fish was at. That made me want to go out and like look for this this fish, you know, in the land of Sasquatch. You know, I was like, this is just this is about as wild as you can get. I mean, this is the stuff that's in movies, this is in the things that, you know, anybody would want to be interested in. So I was like, man, I want to get involved in this. And I, um, you know, I moved to moved to Seattle in the early two thousands, and I was like, you know what, man, this is something I've always wanted to do. It's been a childhood dream. I wanted to be a, a fighter jet pilot, or I wanted to be a fishing guide, and I got one of those dreams. So. uh you know, I was like, I'm here, man, and nobody's going to push your dreams but you. That's mm-hmm. that's real for everybody. Understand that. And I was like, you know what, man? I need to get out here and I need to do this. And I need to go out and look. And uh, I started doing it on my own, own two feet. Mm-hmm. And then I got a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that and that changed And then all of a sudden right? you right? had to relearn how to fish. Right, right, right. Yeah. You, get, you get a boat. You can't you go to the hatchery hole and catch right, limits right, every morning. Right, right. Yep. So, uh Got that boat and started getting out there, you know, with, uh, you know, different opportunities that other people helped me, um, you know, get out and venture out to different places and then started venturing out more on my own. And, man, I found some uh, some great fish. And today was one of those damn good days, man. I found a damn good one today. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, did I? When I when I got that picture today, Lael, <laughs> I was uh, I was just so hot on that skunk I was hunting. I mean... <laughs> Until the the boat hit the ramp, man. Oh man, skunk all day long. Yeah, but, uh, it's yeah. never over till the boat. See, seeing that forward. fish over twenty pounds that you swung on a fly, uh, I, I'm sad to say that it, it may be coming to an end for us I, with the I, way things I really, are going. I really hope it's not. And the thing is, is like every 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 fish that I'm able to get, and I, I'm a 
I'm a, I'm a fisher of all techniques. I really like, I like coming in contact with fish any way that they can come. Um, swinging the fly is very special for me. It's just, it's my personal It's incredible way. And, I, and I've never done it's, that. It's my, it's my favorite way to, you know, come in contact with one. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, wrestle with some, some good ones. And today I was actually able to find like my, my dream fish. Like the fish that I actually landed today was, uh, was a fish that I was able to see on the Clearwater River that is actually closed. It's in Washington, and I was able to see this fish it was sitting in, uh, sitting in a you know little little spawning area, and he was sitting with his girlfriend, and and I was able to see him right. Mm-hmm. And he's you know he's probably 16, 17 pounds, but he's the most perfect steelhead that I ever saw. And I just I always wanted to catch that fish to be able to look at him for a little while, and I was able to I was able to wrangle with a fish that looked just like him, but he was a couple pounds bigger. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, today was today was a great day, and I, mean, I really hope that I can keep fishing for these fish for a long time after today. Um, and you know, I'm just very blessed that I was able to wrangle and tangle hands with somebody like that today. Now uh, that fish, and and we're going to talk about Keith's story here in a little bit. But that fish, if listeners of the podcast wanted to to be able to take a look at some of your fishing pictures, mm-hmm. uh, Lael, where where are they going to find those? Um, you can find most of my information on flyguide.com. That's f l y g y d e dot com. Um, that's where I list out most of uh, my adventures and things that I've been able to experience with some of my clients throughout the years, and uh, where I keep putting out information uh, that I've been, you know, having experiences on from the Olympic Peninsula and the Skagit region and other areas and other areas in the world, yeah, right there. Absolutely, and uh, right out of that kind of similar Washington coastal region. Uh, we have Keith Johnson, who has been on the podcast before. His podcasts are very popular with us. And Keith, why don't you give us a, a quick little breakdown of how you uh, came to fish for steelhead and eventually guide? Um, kind of a funny story. Um, my dad used to take me fishing um, when he got off work. And, and we just go out in the summertime uh, on the Wainichi River, actually, and... We didn't really know what we were doing. It it took a while. Uh, fished a lot of water where maybe you'd fish for salmon instead of steelhead, but we didn't know any better. Um, but we started lucking into some some summer steelhead, and and that was just shortly after high school. And that was kind of what piqued my interest. Like, you know, hooking a fish like that in super shallow water. These fish are so fresh out of the ocean, they freak out, and, and it's a fight that you're never going to forget. I mean, these fish are as fast as can be. Absolutely. Now, uh, both of you guys are um, are guides now, and uh, so that kind of presents some different uh, opportunities, advantages, disadvantages. Um, Lael, if I could ask you... Um, what what is it what is what is the differences like the main differences between being a guide as opposed to just a dedicated steelhead angler um you know honestly i i, I try to do my best to not differentiate the two right interesting so when when i get to that point and i haven't reached it yet when when this becomes a nine to five um i was a uh, i worked in the hospital before i was a guide and when fishing becomes a nine to five, I'm done with this. This is hard. I'll go back to working in the hospital. 
Yeah. I, 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 I love what I do. I wake up and I'm excited. There's many times I like, I can't go to sleep the night before I guide a trip or before I'm going to fish out with my buddies because I know what the water is going to be like the next day and I can't really go to sleep because I'm pumped up, right? No, I that, agree with when that. that. When that changes and I'm like, I can rest and I can just go to sleep and I can wake up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and I'm just, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to put the boat in the water or whatever. When that happens, I'm done. Dude, I'm no. going back to personally. I, I totally agree. I'm just done. I drove two hours from my house yeah. this morning to get up to Forks. You know, like, we drive another 30 minutes yeah. north. Yeah. And we fish all day. All day. And I finish up right at dark. Exactly. Like that's how much time we put into. We it. work on days. We don't work on hours. No, right? we don't. Like we don't you, care about the time. No, I'm. I'm, I'm not like, like that. Like, mm. like you give me a ray of sunlight, and I and I can see what's going on or feel what's going on. I think I'm gonna have a chance at a fish grabbing my presentation. Right. I'm. I'm right there, dude. Till Absolutely. Till the last light. Well, that's one thing I noticed about both of you as guides. Uh, oh, and also I got skunked today. And I yeah. still fish till last night. <laughs> and you still fish till last night. And it'll night. happen to me tomorrow. It just that's just, it's it's the trade off back and forth. But and like, what's a little interesting about saying skunked is some of you guides will say I got skunked, yet you got opportunities. Usually for me, if I'm gonna say I got skunked, that's zero opportunities. And otherwise, I'm gonna say, oh well, you know, we went 0 for two today or mm -hmm. something like that. But. But anyway, uh, the, the main point here is that you guys are extremely passionate about your craft. And I've noticed that you're not afraid to drive some miles no. to get to a bike. I live four hours away from yeah. here. Twice and, as and, far and as many. many uh, yeah, and many nights. I mean, you know, I, I have a house. I like being there. Yeah. I'm not there and often. Family, you know, like, that, you know, you know like, So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get off at, you know, 5 o'clock and I'll drive home and I'll get home at 9, 9.30. Yeah, and uh, you know, and we roll to... in, and our wives have <laughs> literal. Robin's got warm dinner for you know for that... Lael. Zoe's got warm dinner for me, and then they got to get up and do their right. thing in the morning. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're waking them up at three or four, and then you got to get up the next morning at one o'clock, yeah. one o'clock in the morning to get back out. But it, it no, it is nice every now and then to get to sleep in your own bed. But like, like guys but... like us, we're passionate as it yeah. gets. Yeah, and you know, the crazy thing about it is, you know, you're not going to get someone, um, you know, that's working at the factory per se that on their day off goes back to work at the factory. But one thing I've noticed about some of you guys... If this is my factory. Yeah, you... I own this factory. Yeah, but I the care thing about is, is on your day off... the people that are coming through this factory. Well, he does too. It, but I've noticed some of you guys, you'll go fishing on your day off. Uh, today yeah. is my day off, and I, yeah. I'm we'll fish twenty five oh days straight. I'm oh man, I woke up today. Hey, yeah. hey, Lael, um, he canceled <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, that's tomorrow. I've worked twenty five days. You want to go with me? I yeah. know you've worked probably thirty five yeah. days straight, yeah. and we're both like, heck yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? And we, we I get go a chance. And do it. I want a and chance. It, it might not be the best opportunity, but. You know what? We might have caught four fish that day, mm -hmm. just like we did last week. Yeah. Right. Conditions weren't the best, but I caught probably a six pounder and Lael got like something damn near 20. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So you guys. And are I got there. to catch it on camera, so I, maybe yeah. I win. 26 pounder. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I got the proof. Yep. Oh, man. I like it. So now, one of the things is uh, that both of you, as guides, um, I myself haven't been fishing long. Uh, it's, you know, 11 years of hardcore 
steelhead and salmon fishing. Before that, it was all bass and trout. That's what I was into. But ever since I started, you know, examining fishing, getting involved with uh, addicted fishing, for instance, and a couple different uh, companies and such, I saw you guys came through really early on with the social media presence. And maybe one or both of you guys could kind of go into the pros and cons of social media and how it kind of contributed uh, to to your careers, but you know, kind of where you're at now and what you think about it. Maybe Leo, you want to um, speak to that? I, I appreciate social media because the truth is, is, is like without social media, I don't believe I would actually would have had a chance. Right? I agree with that too. Um, and 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 I I really do appreciate all of the the love and the support that I've had, all the cheering on. Um, all of the people that have wanted to experience some of the things that I put out on social media, but it is a double-edged sword, and there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that I personally get to hear about and, and read about. Um, Keith's probably the same. There's a lot no, of stuff that I wish yet. I did not know. I wish there was a lot. There's a lot of messages that I wish I never got. Really, what it is 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 like when you are when you're watching someone be it a and I'm not I'm not trying to say this in the in, in the wrong way, but like when you're watching someone that's doing something that maybe you might appreciate that you might be doing and maybe you didn't have a chance to do or maybe you'd like to get a chance to do or in a place that is public, be 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 gentle, be gentle. Right. Think about think about what it might like, what it might be like to be in that person's position and think about if you do have a negative comment Think about what that negative comment might be like to that person that's actually trying to do something positive, right? Um, I'm trying to do something that I love that is very special to me. And I know Keith is doing the same thing. That's why we're friends, right? Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, then we wouldn't be friends. And like, you know, I've pushed huh. negative people out of my life the same way that he has done, right? So um, we don't have time for that. We don't really have time for that. I, I, I'd really like to just miss a lot of that thing, miss a lot of that. And I really like to just enjoy what I absolutely love. So like to put yourself in this position, what I'm saying is, is like if me and Keith are able to have a great day out on the river and we're having fun and it's just wild and there's no cell phone service and we're catching fish, maybe we're not catching fish. And we don't we need, just had a great you know, day. We don't you know, have we to had take a, great a picture day. of every, this is like, every one of we them. We really, you know, like, really, really like to get off the river and just feel supported when we get off the river for just being able to provide some of the day that we had on the river with some of the people that we uh, share social media with. So the negativity does get to be a bit much at times. And like, just, just think of it was you in that position. That's all I ask. For sure. And, uh, you know, one, one of the kind of interesting things is, is, you know, maybe some people out there on social media are looking at, you know, various guides pictures and kind of trying to put pieces together. There's a ton of pictures that Keith and Lael have that they've never posted online <laughs> because maybe it just, maybe they didn't want to blow up the fishery. Maybe it was just a special moment for them that they didn't necessarily want to share to everyone. But, you know, you pick and choose, you know, maybe what you want to put out there. And, uh, you know, there are certain times a year you don't want to be as active and maybe other times you do. But Keith, um, how about how about we kind of get into the 2023 winter steelhead season? Is there anything that you've seen this year that's been different or the same about last year or perhaps the last few years? Let's talk fishing this year. What's What have you been up to? 
technique wise, have you seen any funny, interesting things from fish? Any stories to tell this year so far? Lucas, I got a lot to say about that in, in just like a very small phrase. I cannot believe how many big fish everybody is catching this winter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Like, for real. Yeah. It's um, so early right now. Like, yeah. like, this is early. So early. Lael sent me to, like, today. I want to reiterate. I, I was completely skunked today. We did not land one fish. We, we had a we had a handful of chances that didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, mm -hmm. I get this giant fish from Lale, and I'm like, oh my goodness! <laughs> and I text him, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm jealous, man. Like, but I'm happy, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I'm happy for him. That's I'm friends, jealous, friends. A yeah, which like, is friend support, you know? For real. Like, nobody like, jealous is like, man, I'm pumped for you, dude. You're, and your it's day, on the your GD day fly, be, I mean. Your yeah. day, your day like, is the next morning. It could be 8.30 in the morning. Like, you're one their day. single yeah. man, yeah. man. You get a fish like that, and I have two grown men oh, gear man. fishing all yeah. day, you know? And, but, like... But that's a great sign, and, you know, that's like, something that was predicted a lot last year. It, with and it. I'm just going to go out and say that... um I think today, uh, for me, I think Lael and I fished twice yeah. together this winter. Mm -hmm. In both times, a trophy steelhead or two has been landed. Yeah, that's right. That's, wow. that's three yeah. of Lael's trips right there, and in, in we're not even through the first week of February, and, yeah. and him and I just started. Like, It's a season to remember, and, yeah. I, and I'm not going to... You know, toss other people under the bus. Um, and I've got some pictures from other guys that, like, you know, you know, I'm just gonna throw his name out real quick here, Joey. Joey, you shown Leon I something amazingly special. huge, mm -hmm. special, and uh, you're gonna be the king of the winter probably this year, and, and we're striving for it, buddy. Mm -hmm. So, so thanks for motiv motivating us to fish. You know, another hour or two until it gets dark appreciate that a lot yeah but uh for real this winter guys it we're gonna see some shit yeah so 2023 a big fish winter and spring that's what we're looking forward to i heard a lot about that last year about some of the two salt fish coming in strong and so there's that kind of idea of the three and four year fish coming back really strong and we're already starting to see that i'm uh very blessed to be up here on the Washington coast, kind of the northern Olympic Peninsula. Uh, got to roll into town. I see my my buddy Keith Johnson, Lael here. Um, it's great to see him. You know, it's been a little while, and uh, my friend Roger Hinchcliffe is rolling into town. He's going to be fishing with Joey tomorrow, and it's just, wh what do you guys feel about that kind of, you know, I kind of feel like you guys still feel that buzz and that energy that I've got because for myself, I'm doing marketing, video, websites, audio production, all these different things. I'm not fishing five, six days a week. So a night like tonight, when I get to fish tomorrow with Keith, for me, I've got this energy. It, feel, and this it feels buzz like it, this feels it, like you know? the, this feels like the fish of a lifetime. Season it does. Right yeah, now. it's That's because what it feels like right of now. that that storm yeah. front, that rain. That 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 uh that high water we have, 
those big fish don't they don't come in until we get what we have coming in the next two days yeah and we're, we're gonna have a special day it's tomorrow. just one of those class years where like we we have some legitimate like sizable fish like we've I mean, me and Keeps have seen, like, I mean, we're looking Dude, at, like, average a, hens a of 12, few, 13 pounds. And, I mean, like, it, we're talking about hens that are that hens. size. Yeah. Dude. We're, we're, I mean, the bucks are, like, there's, there's some, we'd, there's we'd some big boys out there. We'd spend seven to ten days trying yeah. to trying to land yeah. what we did in just a few. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it was a special yeah. few trips we had. Gear, gear up, fellas. Gear so up. <laughs> what are you doing different when it comes to these caliber of fish? First of all, on the fly, Leo, I'm going to ask you, and then Keith, I'm going to ask you as far as gear goes. On the fly, what are you doing different when you know this caliber of fish is coming into the river? The number one thing I do is I'm ready to hook that fish. Number, I've, I've, I've done this since my days. Is like Before I even really understood what I was doing with the swing, is, is like, you know what? What happens if I come into contact with like the one? Right, Dude. I really want to be swinging twelve or fifteen no, pound line. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, no. I should be I should be gearing up for like Walter. I right? mean, for real, you don't it's, go chinook fishing I mean, with twelve pound tests. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm absolutely so I have I got a I got a thirty pound butt section with bimini with a bimini twist on it, mm-hmm. and I have twenty pound fluorocarbon right down to my hook, and I have a at least that's the a, only a one a one knot hook a okay. one knot hook now now. Now, here being the you know, uh, excuse me, uh, Keith being the gear fella, he already knows, and I, we have the same jig tire when I go out and gear yep. fish because I still do gear guide also. We yeah. both do. We're talking job. three and four out hooks. Right? Yeah. So why? So I'm, I'm a fly fisherman, so like all of a sudden, so I'm gonna step down to a size one or a size two. I mean, that's just madness. It makes yeah. no sense. And like, let's put gear that. Up. In, let's put that in a perspective right there. You want to catch a Chinook size steelhead? Yeah. You're going to go out there with a size four? No, no you're no, not. Not even no. size one. Nope. No. You would not go Chinook fishing for a 30 pound Chinook. No. With anything less than a, a yeah. three aught, in my opinion. Yeah, three aught. That's the bottom. You yeah. just wouldn't. Yeah. And that's, that's a, it's just a really, you know, are you going to fish for the lowest common denominator or the highest common denominator? Yeah. Now, in some of these rivers where you've got a jet sled and giant open runs and you can chase them all over the place, that might be a little different matter. But you guys are fishing a lot of water that you may be hooking a fish right before a rapid. I absolutely, yeah. today, today I hooked a fish in about the worst spot you could hook one. Mm-hmm. You did. I, I hooked right a fish. Right above some wood. I, I, I hooked Is this fish. that big one? Today's the day. Yeah, today was the day. I hooked the fish the one right, I was a right above, yeah. right above that one. a root ball. Like I was, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like... There might be a fish that was on a corner, and it was right in. There's a root ball right in the middle of this run on a corner, nice. and I'm like, there might be a fish sitting right on like the pillow right in front of this root wad, mm-hmm. and he was he was there and he smashed it. Yep. And if I didn't have a big hook, I mean, he was pinned. I mean, it's, bar, it's barbless hooks, yeah. and I mean, I almost needed like pliers to get the hook out. You yeah. know, thank goodness yeah. for the OPSD one knot hook, but like, yeah. you have to have big 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 gear i had a 10 weight rod today oh, and wow. he oh, oh he, uh, he 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 got after me well, yeah. you, big th- fish, man. you gotta think about how many thousands of cfs these rivers flow oh man and then you get a 20 to 30 pound steelhead broadside in that oh. 20 yeah. pound leader is often not enough when all they've got to do is like turn that. that those giant fish and i've only caught a couple but all they've got to do is 
literally turn sideways into the current. Yeah. They don't even need to swim. No, they act they like big, honestly, uh, most of these big Chinook, uh, these big steelhead, they act like Chinook. If you look, a, if, if anybody's ever hooked a really, really big Chinook, it's they crazy. know what's going on yeah. with the current. They yeah. turn sideways and they will pull you as hard as they can to break your leader. Some of the steelhead, and I have, I have underwater video from some fish that I've caught in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Even this is like a lot of these steelhead guys, if they're not in that deep of water, they will rub the hook out of their mouth by dragging their nose into the rocks and they'll yeah. pop the hook out. Yeah, you would too if you didn't have hands. That's what they but do. How know? are they that smart that they know every rock and log in the river? They live in the ocean. They're badass <laughs> yeah. fish for yeah. a reason. I yeah. mean, sit yeah. in your living room. You know where everything is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and I got a couple more questions. I don't want to keep you guys. Uh, here on the podcast forever, but I just think there's so much knowledge. I, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, honestly, as far as Keith and Lael go, as far as guided trips, is for listeners, you're probably not going to get a spot with them. They're booked out way in advance. And honestly, I'd rather you didn't book with them because I'd like to have days with them. But I mean, if that you sounds want, good to us. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> me, you, and Leo. If, yeah. If, yeah <laughs> it's a good but, day. But if if you want to look them up, go find me anybody. Yeah, I mean exactly. <laughs> if you want to look them up, you can find them. Keith Johnson, Leo Paul Johnson. You know they're out there. Flyguide.com. Yeah. What's and that's F L Y G Y D E. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Keith? Mine's uh, kfishguide.com and. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many trips I send to Lael for fly fishing. I, I he does. I, I appreciate that, I buddy. Do, yeah, I really do. I really do. Yeah. And Lael, yeah, that's some good just, people, man. Come from yeah. Thank yeah. you. Lael does for an amazing sure. job, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, they're they're guys. You know, after after you develop a clientele for a while and you've been doing what you do, you're just going to have so many repeat customers that there's not a lot of openings. If you want to check with these guys, you can. You know, that's always welcome. <laughs> But um, like I said, I'd prefer they have a few more open days in general. But I want to ask a couple more questions before we close things up and get ready to go steelhead fishing tomorrow. Um, Lil, when it comes to flies, top three colors. Ooh. Oh, black and pink, man. There's a, uh, well, actually black, pink, and blue. So there's, there's this fly guy called I like the, night, blue, the uh, Nightcrawler. If anybody knows anything about me, like it's that's called your this, own custom It's called the Nightcrawler. And it is, uh, it's got a, it's got a black cone head. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a black body. It's got like a blue and I've pink been trying tail. to I mean, mold that, that one that, into that a worm. Dog, that dog yeah. hunts. That, really? that dog yeah. really, really, really Is that really something hunts. you tie yourself or is uh, it yeah, that, that's one. That's one that I tied myself. And uh, you, you actually sell that on your website I do. I do. I well. sell it yeah. on my website. Um, what, what's it that is, website? It's flygyde.com. Uh, I got a couple of others that uh, that work pretty well. Also, and I'm, I know the, the gear fishermen know this and, you know, let, let's, let's be real. There's a lot of fly fishermen that tie flies that look like gear stuff, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we got people that are out here tying tying flies that look like a mad river worm or mm -hmm. they look like this or they look like that. Yeah. And honestly, like I was a gear guide before I was a fly fishing guide. I still do both. But, um, you know, we're trying to mimic things that look like gear, right? Gear yeah. works, right? Fly, fly fishing can be hard. It can be difficult. You know, you figure it out and get it dialed. But, like, we're trying to we're trying to match some of those colors, match that same presentation. Um, yeah. It's just more effective. Like, we spay fish to make it harder. I don't know why we're doing it, but, like, I mean. Well, that's satisfying. You know, that's for yeah, sure. It's, hey, it's good. Hey, but, some guys you know, just want it hard. I'm, know? <laughs> I, I'm not that persistent. Yeah. Give it to yeah, me. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but. <laughs> 
black black and blue is a, is a consistent color. I put a I, I put a uh, a pink cone on the front of that to give it a little bit more uh, interesting profile. Yeah. Um, my other one is, is like you could definitely use a pink and blue. Pink does that and does blue. that cone give it more action? The honestly, so like there's this pro sport fisher cone that I use that actually has a vented cone, and what I what I believe in like. I think that so you the like water, the vented. The water passes through the vented cone and opens up the fibers throughout the fly. Oh, okay. Rather than creating a vortex over the fly that collapses it. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if I'm using you got a, jets blowing. Yeah, through it's the blowing fly. through it, right? Yeah. So if I'm if I if I want to use a leech, then I'll just use a leech, yeah. right? Yeah. But if I'm if I'm using something that's like an intruder style, I want it to open up. I want that bigger profile. What type of materials are you going with? Um, mar, mar, uh, most of it is um, it's marabou. Ostrich and Rhea, right? Oh, okay. And I, if if anybody's looking for like the right flashaboo to use, I like pearl flashaboo. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. It's translucent. If anybody knows anything about translucent steel, steel do that's not like that. that yeah, one they, bit. they don't like that one. Don't use that. We'll leave that one in the store. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, use that translucent stuff. Um, A lot. That's like, yeah. Like that's yeah. the one. Like your beads, your plugs, your whatever. Like get anything. that get that translucent steelhead. Uh, nail polish that they sell at Walgreens, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, give it's, me it's a, labeled steelhead. Give me a translucent <laughs> net, maybe they won't right. see it coming. Yeah. Right, but all, all that kind of stuff. So you, you mix that stuff in with your flies, but um, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a, a good selection of that stuff that you want to use and, you know. I always love, yeah. I always love seeing what uh, guys are swinging because, you know, like you said, it's such a difficult um, way to present something i mean it's got to be really sweet for them to what grab. guys are swinging is confidence yes that's no, what the guys are like you're right like let's see this like i went out i went out with keith the other day and i haven't i haven't center pin fished in probably four years right oh is this what i saw on yeah, video? yeah 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 so the video i put up the other i, I just haven't done it in a while because i i just wanted to commit to the swing and really get it dialed in and get things we, figured we out we get wrapped up in work once you know, in a while you know mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like you know what i'm just i'm swing 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 i messaged right? him i'm like hey i got this day and he's like you know what i got this day Ma- too. Like, maybe i will a take a take a day off of right throwing those and i was like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and i'm not i'm not swinging with the bobber guys and watch them guys catch fish all day i'm like yeah i'm not doing that let's maybe you let me go through the first run yeah. whatever anyway you didn't need to go through first right right yeah. <laughs> so um you know we went out and we had a, we had a good day but like there's other days like we're like today i went out and i was like i just want to swing mm-hmm. i just want to do this i want i want to see if i can make it happen yeah. i hooked two Dude. right and the, and the first one i got it was a. Uh, it was the second biggest fish. Maybe it, it, it's borderline. Maybe it's the biggest. Maybe it's the biggest one I ever got. It, it could have been, and, it's, and your it's, woman sat right yeah, there with. And my you, wife dude. netted the yeah, fish, like right there. So <laughs> she got the picture. Like it was awesome. Oh, I got the picture. Thank too. you, Robin. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Robin. <laughs> yes. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's just yeah, just uh, you know everything about approaching these fish from the gear to the day to the technique. It's so special and. In, in each way and there's you know there's a lot of enjoyment that can be had from swinging uh let's talk to keith a little bit about gear fishing and just flat out effectiveness keith if you're rolling through a float and you know there's a couple fish positioned a couple different places throughout that float and you could only pick two techniques to go after a maximum effectiveness what are you going with i'm gonna go with a a bead and a uh, a worm on a jig head. Okay, um, well, beads. Let's talk sizes and colors. 
Beads, I mean, basically anything like a pearl pink or that, that hot cherry pink, something like that. Those two colors are going to work um, no matter what kind of water condition you may encounter. A worm, I'd probably go with, uh, you know, something like a very dark red with maybe a, a white tail. Um, and that's going to give you that, that coloration you need for all um, water conditions as well. Yeah. Um, now tell me a little bit, both of you guys, let's start with Keith. Um, what type of water, and I know this is kind of a tough question because water goes up and it goes down and back up again, but uh, what are some of the places, if you could describe the type of holes, the type of riffles, areas that you're finding these big steelhead in this year? Um... It seems to be those places that are the absolute most classic piece of water you yeah. find. Really? Yeah. Like for so real. we're kind of going yeah. back to steelhead Great basics. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think of it like this. It, it's like super simple in my mind. I used to give steelhead a lot more credit than they deserve. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. you think about like a person. Um, we walk into a living room, like literally you open your front door, you're swim, you're swimming through there is like a human steelhead, right? Okay. And you're like, wow, I, I see a nice TV. Oh my goodness. Look at that lazy boy. And it reclines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to go over to that lazy boy. And not only will you go to that lazy boy, you and every other single steelhead, for years on end until the river changes and yep. covers up that spot, yep. they're going to go there. You're going to stop by their window shop. Yep. You're going to. Yeah. You don't so even know really, why you're doing it. So you're finding these fish in these classic spots. The most that just classic spots. Interesting. Like you pick Interesting. up a STS magazine and it says something like, Average walking speed, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. two and mm -hmm. a half mm -hmm. to five feet deep. Mm -hmm. and maybe it's got a little bit of a green color to it, yeah. and then everything else is not green at all. Yeah, that's where he's gonna be. That's kind of interesting because I've had a, a, you know, it's it's something that I feel like every year there's some different changes. Sometimes steelhead are being a little sneaky, sneaking up into the top of those yeah. runs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, more oxygenated, covered water and stuff. What about you, Lael? Uh, well, this is where spay fishers came into into play with me. It's just like being that I'm standing in the water. I've been standing in the water before. We have this, you know, no fishing out of a boat rule come around. Yeah. Right. I'm actually feeling the water on my legs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking through a run and I'm like, you know what? I've, I've, I've floated by this a couple of times. Like, you know, what? it looks a little bit too fast. And I and I and I got into it. And I'm like, man, this is really easy to stand in. Yeah. Like, it's not pushing all my legs no. like I thought and it was going to do. And I'm like, man, yeah. if, if it's like this isn't really pushing me down river. If it's not pushing me down river and I'm not meant to be in the river, like, like I'm pretty sure a fish could sit in here. Yeah, I, I had, I had a sputter, sputter spot that me and Keith noticed Well, we had a conversation about it today. I'm standing in this spot and you and, had a nice uh, grab there, and by man, the I got clobbered in here. I should have yeah. took the factory hook off to my fly. Yeah. Cause I would have, yeah. I would have went, you know, rather than one for two today, I would have been two for two, but like this spot we actually all just slows down. Like it's ripping on the other side and almost and it, on, and the on the surface, surface it's it looks too. like it's cooking. But yeah. if you were to take a step into that run, point your boot up river, 
you wouldn't feel you it on your feet. You wouldn't even know, right? So you it, notice this crazy. just from waiting. In yeah. the oh, absolutely. absolutely. The strangest thing about this yeah. spot is I bet you it's not even three feet deep. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. But the thing is, it's at a perfect place where there's there's some fast water. There's some pretty fast water Ten right below. Ten feet off the shore. Right? Yeah. And they, they come up this, so this clear pretty water. quick water. And then I'd say it's probably 60, 70 feet long, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really chill. The far right side is ripping. Yeah. And, but right close to the bank, like right where I'm standing at, where I can stand yeah. in the water, it's not moving that fast. And I was like, you know what? Talk to Keith about it because the river's split. And I was like, I want to make sure that you know I can get down this is my first time being out through this. Yeah, you didn't know this you year, get you know. The right side. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I've been down there before, and I fished their spot before. But I was like, you know, river changes or whatever. Just want to figure it out, and I, I'm that's going down. Same, and I was like, you know what? I'm though. gonna go. I'm gonna stay here, and uh, I'm sitting there swinging. My wife's in front of me. She's swinging, and um, you know, I got on. I got on black and blue, and I shouldn't have took. I should have took the factory hook off, yeah. and just like wham, wham, wham. Yep, yep, yep. Got him, got him, got him, got him, got him, and he ran right at me. Ooh. Ran right at me. I, I had the rod to the left, like down low, and I lifted finally. And I probably, he's probably on for ten seconds, yeah. and he came off. Yeah, right. But like just the just the perfect place for a fish to sit at. And there, there. The other thing is, is like when you're rolling into these places, and there's some boulders or some tree Don't that's be slowing afraid. down the water. Get fish down that in fast there. Water. Yeah. Fish that fast one because the Don't tree be or the boulder is slowing down that water, yeah, yeah. and that's where they'll hold at. They'll hang out yeah. in there. You just gotta, you gotta be aggressive enough to get in there, and you know, try to put a fly in there. You gotta put a bobber in there, and uh, you know, see if somebody's I mean, hanging in there. And like, something else to put into your memory bank for everybody is. These fish live in that river. Mm-hmm. So no matter what they encounter, it's not too fast for them. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's nope. not. Yeah. And there's stuff you see on the surface that is not representative of what's happening on the bottom. So, guys, uh, we're going to close things up here. I really appreciate having both of you on the podcast. I'd love to do more with you individually. Um, but uh, if there if there was one thing... That you could say to an angler that's maybe having a tough time uh, this year hasn't really happened into much for action yet. Uh, what would you say, Lil? Honestly, what I give advice to most people is is like, pick your place that you really really enjoy. Yeah. Find a place that you really really love to fish at, and know that place. Right? Yeah. Figure out what it's about. Don't, Make don't, sure there's fish don't there. Bounce, or, don't bounce well. around to 10 or 12 rivers or and do not chase that fish bite. Even even beyond what I'm saying or what Keith's saying, like just fish your water. Find a place that you enjoy yourself at. Be comfortable right there. Fish it. Learn the right CFS that it's going to put out on put out at and like have a good time. That's the yeah, best advice I can give you. For sure. And Keith, what about you um, as far as an angler that may be having a tough time? If uh, if you could give them three new things to try technique-wise, you know, maybe colors, maybe actual techniques, what are some things that people might mess around with this year that you might give as a suggestion? Um, I, I routinely get messages from people that uh, say they haven't caught fish on worms. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to fish a worm or anything else, um, let's just say, for example, you want to, you know, your go-to is bait because you always catch them in this spot with bait. Run a worm through that and play with colors. If it's clear, go with something, re- you know, really dark, maybe a black or a dark red. You get some dirty water, go with something bright, neon. 
Um, in for the second thing, I think that uh, this is going to cover the the third as well. Is shoot Lael or myself a message. Um, you can give Lael a message on Instagram at flyguide or um, myself at kfish johnson and I like shoot us a message and we're going to help you out the best we can there's so many different variables in fishing that um it is kind of tough to carry carry on on a podcast and help each and every one of you yeah and give uh, them some time because these guys are out on the water they get home late they need to spend time with their beautiful wives who um you know who put up with this lifestyle but don't be afraid to shoot them a message. Yeah. If and if they can get back to you, they will. If they don't, don't take it personally. Yeah. Sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. We're know? certainly not going to give you like a report and say, "Hey, go to this river and do this." Um, but but we're we gonna, do like helping people. Yeah. We catch we really fish. do. We yeah. really uh, and a lot. I know Keith's the same way. It's like we want to see people have success. That's, that's yeah. how. That, we, that's what it's about. That's how we both became successful. Yeah. We yeah. we had yeah. people asking us saying, yeah. "Hey." We'd like to go fish with you, and then and then both of us, I know for a fact, said, "Hey, I I think maybe we could do this." We went for it, and it worked out. Um, yeah. But remember, it's because of people like you, mm-hmm. who who had questions, who want to learn, and and aren't afraid to learn. Yeah. We're here to help you guys. And tell them the STS podcast sent you, and. Uh, and yeah, I just thank you guys so much for listening to the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast and supporting Salmon Trout Steelheader. The best thing you can do to support STS is subscribe to the magazine and get it to your door. It's so wonderful actually having a magazine to hold in your hands. Um, Keith, I know you used to read STS magazines. Here's up. here's what's funny is I did. I was obsessed with them, and and then all of a sudden. Uh, I, I became a fishing guide. I took my wife out. She made the cover somehow. I, I still like to maybe one day make the cover. Um, I'll be putting in a word with Mr. I'm Ron. an Amato fan. I still got a map yeah. with duct tape in them, man. Oh, yeah. For, oh, <laughs> yeah. Bro, that, yeah, for, yeah. For real. Yeah. By the no. way, those map no books. No joke, dude. Yeah. We're, we're working on them. There, there's going to be some new versions yeah. coming out. So yeah, man. Both these That's guys. Classic. You know, I, I got to I gotta say, the Amatos have been incredible people to work for they're so humble and yet they just love fishing so much they they really are Um, and we got an article coming out keith about frank amato we do with frank i was just gonna bring that up so man so lucas hit me up and he's like hey uh frank he loves fly fishing and in fishing was so amazing that i was like you know what like I'm not good at fly fishing. I don't really know how to do it, but I do understand um, how to read water and, and how things um, react. Like, I, honest to God, I've never touched a spay rod and swung a fly through the weighted line. Give me a single hander, I'll catch fish all day long on that. But, uh, anyways, I was excited to fish with Frank and Lucas. We went out and Lucas was filming. Um, we actually got three salmon in the Pacific Northwest on the swing on nice, Frank's nice. spay rod. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, on, I saw that video. That's awesome. Dude. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I remember that. The third one he actually hooked, uh, it, it had taken him so far down in his tail out, and I just like like I'm I'm like in my mind I'm fr- I'm fishing with Lucas. I'm fishing with Frank. This is only the third 
fish I've ever seen hooked on a spay rod. I'm running as fast as my legs can take (laughs) me. I go to scoop for this salmon that's splashing in like a foot of water. And I, I hesitate because when I'm scooping, I see two damn eyeballs looking at me. And I'm not shitting you, Lael and Lucas. Yep. What I, as as I pause, once I like I came to a complete stop, I realized, and then I like thrusted, dude, with that net. Like I went yeah. as hard as ever. <laughs> what I what I seen was a salmon being held in the mouth of an otter, dude. Yep. Oh, what? He, no, what? An otter had gra- grabbed Frank's <laughs> salmon that he hooked on the fly, dude. Yep. And he was, so Frank was like controlling it and all of a sudden it made a crazy run and Frank's like, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, maybe it's foul hook now. So I'm like, well, if it is, you know, I'll run way down the tail out. We'll get this fight over as quick as possible. No, it was an otter and a salmon splashing around and as I go to net. That's a new daily double. I I went to net. He almost... I almost, almost got it. Almost but, got both but of them. Here what's cr- here's what's crazy about it, Lael. <laughs> Literally about three holes before, Keith's floating down. He's doing his little nice little oh, rowing Frank trick. Asked. And we're, we're talking about otters because we saw one upriver. And Frank's like, yeah, in all my years of steelhead fishing, I've never had a otter grab a fish. <laughs> what do you know? Three holes I know later. it. And I'm by like- the way, when we hooked that fish... Keith and I went through the hole with twitching jigs, eggs, gear rods, spoons, nothing ate it. Probably spinners, nothing. And then Frank comes through with this teeny little buggy imitation, custom fly. Yep, first cast. Boom. That after that day, that that fly that Frank caught all his fish on, he gifted it to Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, and I've got it. Mind you, I took a picture of it, and it's a fly that you will not look at. Ever like yeah. I've not seen a fly like this. It's, I'm gonna show really it to cool. you, Leo. Yeah, All right, and I, I got see it. I got pictures coming in the next <laughs> salmon trout uh, steelhead or yeah. salmon trout steelhead article. So make sure you're subscribed or you pick that up on the newsstand. But I want to thank these uh, guys so much for getting on the podcast. Each and every one of you that listens, if you do get in touch with them, like I said, be patient. They're busy. If something gets lost in the shuffle, don't take it personally. They'd love to hear from you. Tell them the STS podcast came. Uh, also, Lail, you just had some big news come through about a nonprofit, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, today was a so good day. So can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes. Uh, I started a charity um uh about a month ago called the fish foundation and it's called uh excuse me it's it's spelled f-y-s-h and fish stands for for your sanity and happiness Mm -hmm. so uh what this charity is about is about getting uh people i am uh i'm an african-american male and i am looking to get more people on the river that look like me out Mm -hmm. to experience some of the things that I've been able to see and um, other handicapped individuals, veterans. Uh, I used to work in the hospital also, so overworked healthcare workers and other individuals that may have just been, you know, on a, on a downturn in life and understanding that the outdoors might be their avenue to kind of get back on track. Right. So where can people keep an eye out for this in the future? So you can, this is a new development. Yeah, this is a new development. So you can look at, uh, there's an Instagram page, and it's F-Y-S-H Foundation. Uh, that's on Instagram, and you can look at fishfoundation.org. Um, or you can contact me at flyguide 
which is on Instagram, and I can direct you toward that as well. But uh, there are more upcoming uh, news about that. The only fly guy throughout. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, throughout the uh, throughout the next year, and I, I literally I'm trying to just get as many more uh, many more people out onto the river and enjoy this experience that we are able to even speak about right now. Um, that may not have the um, financial ability or just the uh, actual ability to get out on the outdoors like uh, me and Keith have our right now. Remember that foundation, guys. Yep. It's going to be a F-Y-S-H. big deal. F-Y-S-H. So for keep an eye for sanity and happiness. For your sanity and happiness. And last of all, before we close, there's a unique fishing opportunity that I'd like to talk about. This is just a little shout out to a guide friend of ours here who's hanging out with us tonight. And he's got a unique opportunity uh, for fly anglers, I believe. So, hey, why don't you tell us who you are and a little bit about that opportunity? You know, hey, thank you so much, Lucas. Pleasure to be here with Keith, you know, and Lael. I've known uh, Keith for a few years now, and, and Lael's becoming a good friend of mine. My name's CJ Emerson. I guide for uh, Brazda's Fly Fishing. We run the Wild Duck Lodge up here. And uh, if, if, if you're new to fly fishing, if you're a veteran or anywhere in between, uh, get a hold of us at, you know, brazdasflyfishing.com. Check out the website. Give us a call. I'd love to take you fishing. We, uh, we swing flies. We fish worms. We fish beads. Uh, we're a great group CJ, of steelheaders. Um, what about your fall salmon and cutthroat trout fishing? Yeah, that you actually. Um, yeah, that's your deal, man. Dude, yeah. tell us CJ, about that. Thank you, fellas. You yeah, were so top-notch fly fisherman. Well, oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Keith. Yep, absolutely. So, like, I'm a, a Coast Guard captain. We're working on, uh, you know, booking some sea run cutthroat trips from May to September. And also up here at the Wild Duck Lodge this year, 2023, I'm going to be up here with Jeff and one other awesome fishy guy who's not here. And we're going to be roping coho salmon all the way through Thanksgiving. Last two years have been nothing short of epic. So give us a call. Uh, Visit brazdasflyfishing.com and uh, get a hold of me. Let's go catch some fish. Thanks so much, Lucas. Absolutely, CJ. Hey, um, just a great group of guys to hang out with tonight. We're going to hang it up for the night. Thank you for listening this far in the podcast. And uh, we just appreciate each and every one of you that listens to Sam and Trout Steelheader podcast. Say goodnight, guys. Let's go fishing tomorrow. Goodnight, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking. All right, let's get Lucas a uh, big fish tomorrow. Right, Keith? Oh, yeah. Uh, Super big. Bigger, (laughs) Bigger than last year. All right, even better. All right, thanks, guys. Just don't break him off. Uh, come on, you got to bring that up? <laughs>